Wildlife experiences like koalas, kawakas, and kangaroos, bizarre and beautiful pink lakes, pounding waterfalls, and some of the best waves in the world are just a few of the reasons to visit the land down under. Welcome to Traveling with AAA. I'm your host, Mary Herendine, and today we are traveling to Australia on a Kentucky guided tour. We are joined again with Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Jessica Fender, co-founder of the website travelerbroads.com and author of the Ask the Traveler column that appears in Westway Magazine and online. Jessica Fender, thank you for joining us. Hi, it's so great to be back. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to hear about this. Can I ask, was Australia on your bucket list? What compelled you to go? You know, if I'm honest, everything is pretty much on my bucket list, but (laughs) in terms of ranking, Australia was pretty high up there. You know, I just, there's just something about the other side of the world that feels exciting. It feels, you know, like, especially if you're a little bit um, adventurous, like Mm -hmm. that Australia is the place to go. Like it is a, a country unlike any other. So you said other side of the world. What was the travel like getting there? You know, that is so funny because this my trip was actually a little while ago and I barely even remember being on the plane. So obviously it wasn't too bad because <laughs> there are definitely flights from a while ago that I do remember. But, um, you know, it was it wasn't that bad. Uh, I'm I don't mind a long flight, though. So for me, it was it was OK. Well, that's good. It sounds like the trip itself was the most memorable part. Now, what were your, oh my gosh. <laughs> what were your expectations about Austra- uh, Australia before you went? And what was it like when you got there? Oh, that's a great question. So, you know, I was an 80s kid. So obviously I had the um, Crocodile Dundee vibe <laughs> that I was expecting. I would advise anybody that goes to Australia to not really bring that up that much. I don't think it's, I, everyone there is very good humored, but I think it gets a little bit old. Um, you know, I I really was expecting, you know, wildlife. Uh, I feel like that's something that people really associate with Australia. It delivered on that and then some, you know, some beaches delivered on that and then some. And, you know, just a, just kind of like a laid back attitude that I feel like, especially when you have traveled to the other side of the world, it's just nice to be someplace where, you know, things are casual and fun and a little bit adventurous. Yeah, and feel welcomed, I'm sure. How did you find the people? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, that, that was one of my favorite parts. Um, the Everyone's up for a joke. Everyone's up for a good time. Um, you know, people are very friendly and want to chat. Uh, you know, it's, I think there are some places in the U.S. that are like that. I, I live in New Orleans. People are very friendly down here. Um, and I found that to be the case in Australia as well. Uh, there was a, there's a joke that they play on tourists. And honestly, I don't know if I should reveal this because it was kind of a delightful thing to come across on my own, but uh, it involves drop bears. So it's like this scary version of a koala that like drops down from the trees and like bites you and everybody was talking about this crazy thing and I'm like that can't be true that can't be true and I googled it and one of the like national museums in Australia actually has the top ranking page legitimizing drop bears which are not a real thing oh my gosh 
everybody's been on the joke. It is such a fun, fun place to hang out. That's funny. Okay, so you almost had me. You're telling this story, and I'm thinking, it was on the website. And you're like, no, also a joke. Because I had yeah, never heard I mean, of drop bears. And that would, yeah, especially if you're seeing yeah. koalas everywhere and wildlife everywhere. You're worried about the the ones you, you didn't know about. Oh, yeah. Well, and you know, Australia also has, like, the big sharks and the massive crocodiles and all of these other, you know, everything's a little bit bigger there so it felt like maybe it was a possibility but I just loved that the whole country seemed to be in on that joke yeah I hear spiders are are big over there oh yeah I did you know what we did see one um and I did not freak out the way I thought I would I was actually it was so big that I was just fascinated how large oh my gosh at least the size of my hand okay that's scary I might yeah I might freak out a little bit over that yeah. Yeah. You know, I think to each their own on that one. I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't say make it a point to go seek those things out, but it was kind of cool to come across one at a distance. That's really cool. And, and not going to see anything like that probably again. You know, yeah. it, it's not it's not usual here. Now, um, you toured with Contiki on this trip. For those who don't know, what is a Contiki tour and who travels on these types of tours? So, uh, Contiki tours are a, it's sort of like a, it's a group, a group trip. There's a lot of solo travel travelers that do this. Um, and it's geared towards people who are, I believe the age group is 18 to 35. So I was close to the higher end of that. Um, and it's real, it's all kinds of people. We had, uh, two, a young couple that had just been married a British couple who were there for a honeymoon we had a bunch of you know gap year kind of kids we had um people in their 30s you know like women in their 30s especially I I don't know if there were any men in their 30s that were solo travelers but who just wanted to go see something new do something new and you know and make new friends and who have like like like-minded interests you know like if you're self-selecting for a group tour in Australia obviously you already have a lot in common so Mm -hmm. it really was kind of a wonderful thing and it was my first experience with that kind of travel in a you know that that style of travel really yeah right it sounds like you hadn't been on an escorted tour before what was it like Uh, to be on this tour you know so I am I travel for a living obviously Mm -hmm. and I am big on planning like Mm -hmm. Part of me just loves doing all of the research. What's the hottest restaurant to go to in this city? And what's the best way to get from, you know, this European capital to this European capital? And so I really wasn't sure how well I would like giving up the control of, you know, predetermined uh, places to stay. It was fantastic. I'm, I have been since on several other group trips because I really got to be in the moment and even though I was technically working on this trip, I really got to be in the moment, you know, talking with people, really experiencing things, not worried about how do I, what time do I need to leave in order to make this, you know, the surf class appointment, like what hotel is going to be close to the things that I want to do. You know, it really was wonderful to have experts have that already planned out for me. 
Yeah, I'm I'm a planner myself, and even though I enjoy it and I always want to take control over it, there's something a little bit stressful and having to be in charge of everything too. It's like, no, we need to do this, but knowing that, like you said, you can just be present. You could relax, allowing the experts to have done the work for you. Yeah, and like it sounds like you're a little like me, where you're mm-hmm. the go-to person on the trip, who's like, oh, someone says, oh, what do we do now, or what do I need to bring mm-hmm. with me today, or whatever, and that is a job. So you are, I always work on vacation, more or less, even when I'm not reporting. So this was kind of, I got to experience what it's like to not do that, and I am a big fan. That's incredible. Now, did you have any reservations about traveling with a big group or a group of people you didn't know? Yeah, you know, I, sometimes I feel like I'm really outgoing. Sometimes I feel like I'm not. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to gauge, you know, where you're going to be at on any given day. And so I was a little worried. Also, I was a little worried because, you know, I think I was, oof, gosh, I can't remember how old I was. I think it was like 34. Like I was just under the wire. And I'm like, what is it going to be like traveling with? <laughs> I think the youngest person on our trip was 19. Most people were in their, you know, late mid to late 20s to early 30s so you know it was a it was spread out but I was definitely the oldest and I thought it was fantastic it was so much fun you know I had quiet time if I needed quiet time you know there's we're traveling on the bus you can you there's a lot of time to go do the things that you want to do wander whatever and then you always had people that you knew there to be like, hey, I wanted to go hit the shops or hey, I was interested in, you know, checking out this beach. And, you know, you got to go do that and actually make some really good friends in the process. It was kind of wonderful. Yeah, I'm apprehensive a little bit about solo travel, but it sounds like doing it on a tour, there's that safety and also the togetherness involved where if you do want to be with people, Uh, We're in the same place. Hey, uh, did you want to go to the shops? Did you want to go try this activity? Now, what sorts of activities were involved with the tour or included? Oh, my gosh. So much. So many things that I never in a million years would have done on my own. Um, I took a surf lesson. So Mm -hmm. that was fantastic. Uh, I am not the most athletic uh, person, (laughs) nor am I the most coordinated person. But, you know, everyone was doing it. So I was like, well, let's just give this a try. And I actually stood up on the surfboard once at the very end of the lesson and yeah. rode all the way in. Yeah, it was thrilling. Like, it's I really, amazing. really had a... amazing. Right? Yeah. I, I had an amazing time. Um, a lot of animal... We, like, went to an animal sanctuary. We... Um, where I got to hang out with a couple of my probably bucket list animals you're an animal lover then I which I know that you are so you probably have that <laughs> list too <laughs> I am um, yeah and then um gosh what else you know and then there was just like fun cultural things like we went to a cattle ranch and had uh you know like karaoke night in the bunkhouses and got to kind of experience like a lot of Australia is the middle of nowhere right like right. a lot of places are very remote um and this is kind of like how they have fun oh. keeping themselves entertained. And I was just like, yeah, this is great. This is what I would probably miss if I did this trip on my own. That's really cool being able to, you know, hang with the locals or see how they enjoy it. Um, that's that's incredible. I love that. Now, the surfing lesson, I, I know it's thrilling. I have um, 
actually served for the first time tandem in Hawaii, if, maybe this was seven, eight years ago. And I never realized like how amazing, how good it feels to to go in on the board and to ride that wave. Now, I'm not an avid surfer. I don't surf now. <laughs> and yeah. and doing it unassisted is still a problem, but what an amazing experience, right? Yeah, it was great. And it's funny because they kind of tell you, which you know this, but mm-hmm. they kind of tell you like, you know, once you get the feel for it, mm-hmm. you know, you can start doing it. And I was just like, well, we're like an hour in. I do not have the feel for this. <laughs> and then once <laughs> once I got up that last time, I was like, oh, my gosh, I got it. I got it. Jessica, what did you find most surprising about Australia? Um, You know, I know that it's a big place, but I don't know that I realized quite how big it was. Um, we... We spent a lot of time, well, I won't say we spent a lot of time, but we did spend time going from place to place and we covered a lot of ground and it was wonderful to be able to do that. But I do think that without having, if I hadn't done the tour, I think I probably would have ended up staying in a city or two and I would have missed out on a lot. Um, So that was surprising. And then, you know, oh, also we just happened to be there for, uh, Australia's Independence Day, which was amazing. We just arrived in Sydney right as like all of the festivities were starting. There were people out in the streets, you know, waving flags and everything was decorated and everyone was just like out having fun. I'm not sure if it was a, like a bank holiday where everyone got the day off, but it seemed like it must have been because there were a lot of people out there. And uh, yeah, I just really, there are a lot of wonderful little surprises like that all throughout the trip. They celebrate similar to we do, not just waving the flags, but the the fireworks and all those things. What did you see? You know, we were, there were like, just like banners everywhere and people having a good time. Like, I didn't see the fireworks. I don't mm-hmm. believe that there were any, but maybe we, maybe we were doing a different activity around then. Uh, but, you know it was just like a very festive time to be in Sydney. And I felt like we got really lucky on that front. Uh, We also, obviously we got to do the um, opera house and we got a sort of backstage tour there. And that was just incredible. It was so, so gorgeous. Um, And yeah, you know, there's just a lot like that. There's a lot of beauty in Australia's cities, but also just the natural beauty is stunning. Um, we went to, oh goodness, White's, oh goodness, I forgot the name. Hold on one second. We, uh, we went sailing. We went on a sailing trip oh, and, uh, yeah, uh, White, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that was just the most gorgeous setting. Like I, we were sitting on the back of a boat, you know, we were going to sleep on the boat for the night. We were all playing like card games and chatting and just like looking out at the like gorgeous scenery at nighttime. There's these amazing stars overhead and somebody spotted like dolphins playing off of the, um, the back end of the boat. And we were all just like hanging out together, like crowded around this group of, you know, maybe 20 something people that had done that part of the trip just like watching these dolphins play in the moonlight. And I'm like, this is enchanting. Australia, I did not expect to be enchanted. I thought I was going to have fun. I thought it was going to be a little bit of a party. I did not expect to be charmed. 
Wow. Wow. That beautifully said. Um, and now I know you wrote an article in Westways about the trip, the wow factor. Was that your wow moment or what was the wow oh. moment for you on the trip? Oh my gosh. That was definitely one of my wow moments. Um, that was really just magical, but I also did things like we got to feed baby kangaroos. That was a wow oh. moment. Yeah, you know, I held a, got to hold a koala and really get up close and kind of experience those animals. That was a wow moment. Um, you know, I don't know if I should say this. We were out. I can't remember which city. It was early on, and I didn't really know my travel companions that well yet. And everyone just ended up dancing on the bar <laughs> where we we had got out for the night and that was kind of a wow moment that's not something that I would normally envision myself doing but you know, it was just great it was a great time so fun well so many unexpected or unique experiences I imagine even going out to the bar was a unique experience now you mentioned cuddling yeah. a koala and I think you know this I am an animal lover I mean I got to um Feed, hand feed and hold uh, a little monkey when I was in Mexico and the thing was, oh it, and it was beautiful it, I actually cried during the experience I'm like oh I can't believe I'm, this is happening so um, cuddling a koala sounds amazing what was that like or, or for the other people on the trip Oh, wow. It was just so sweet. Um, you know, they they handle the animals with a lot of care. You know, they've got like, the koalas sleep most of the day. They're just slow, these slow, beautiful, you know, really cuddly looking animals. And so when they're up, some part of their enrichment, part of their activity is to um, kind of interact with people and the mm -hmm. zookeepers and stuff like that. So we got to, I actually had a little baby koala. Well, it wasn't a baby. Oh. It just looked like a little baby. It was so <laughs> cute. It's so small, like cradled in my arms. Like I think about it now even, and I'm like, I can't believe that actually happened to me. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And I know, you know, it's good to hear that um, the keepers you know, really treat them well. I think that's a thing that a lot of people worry about is you want to enjoy those experiences, but you also want to ensure that, um, you know, we're, we're doing right by the animals themselves. So it's good to hear. Of course. Yeah. And we talked about that with the zookeepers there, just, you know, folks had questions and people mm -hmm. wanted to be doing the right thing. So, and they were very open about how that all works. So I, I appreciated that too. That's great. Now, what was your experience like on the Sydney Harbor Bridge? I, I read that in the opening of the article. Will you tell us about it? Oh, girl, this was insane. Like, you know, I told you I didn't think I would ever be on a surfboard. I would have probably actively fought against getting up <laughs> on this bridge before this trip. I am so terrified of heights. Like, thinking about heights, I get trembly legs. Um <laughs> But, you know, we were going to be arriving in Sydney at the very end of this trip. I felt mm -hmm. like I needed to go big. And then on top of that, people, on you know, there were experiences where people were diving in the Great Barrier Reefs. You know, wow. I didn't do that. I'm not, you know, I don't have dive certs or anything like that. Or they were, people went, um, uh, gosh, when you jump out of the airplane, not bungee oh, jumping. Oh, skydiving. Sky people were going skydiving. There's like, I'm like, oh my gosh, all of these people are so brave. Like, 
and I, I don't know if you know, but mm-hmm. the Kentucky sort of mantra is no regrets. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like a, a, like a fancier way of saying YOLO, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you only um, live once, right? Exactly right. You only live once. And I, that really kind of got to me by the end of this trip. <laughs> like, well, I got to do something. So uh, that was one of our options for one of our last evenings. And I would not have traded that experience for the world. It was absolutely incredible to be standing up there looking out, you know, the sun is setting, the lights in the harbor are on, there's the, you know, traffic, the water traffic going on underneath you. And there were, oh, you know, I'd mentioned it was, um, it was their independence day. You know, they had Mm -hmm. like plane formations flying overhead and and you're just like, this is, a remarkable vantage point like I will never be here again and it just gives you you know those types of moments give you the opportunity to just really appreciate you know your life and where you are and you know the things that we're able to do yeah that sounds like that was your wow your wow experience I mean like you said go big um go big and then go home I guess I have just thinking about it I'm thinking about you know you standing there 440 feet is that what it is uh you know what I might have blocked that detail out (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you even doing the um the prep you know they like show you how you're gonna have to walk up these ladders and how you walk down the ladders and um how you hook in and even during the prep which was on the ground like not even more than a a story tall I was shaking so the 440 if you say so I believe it (laughs) yeah it sounds like the no regrets uh, mantra really got to you and and you didn't leave with any am I right did you leave with any regrets oh no I mean I regret that I couldn't stay longer but that's (laughs) pretty much all of my trips. (laughs) The tour was ending and you had to go home. Now, um, I'm thinking about just Australia and how it's known for its incredible landscape. Do you still have a vivid memory or favorite view on your Uh, trip? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, that Sydney Harbor Bridge. I was so glad when you uh, brought that up because that just came back to mind like immediately. Mm. The the Whitsunday... Gosh, it's like now that we're talking about this, I'm just remembering so much. We did this like amazing off-road beach drive to this kind of like secluded beach. um, And it was just gorgeous. Like, I I don't know if you can narrow it down to a single view or a single vantage. That's the best vantage in Australia, you know. And there's a lot even that I didn't see. So who knows? Maybe there's more Australia in my future talking about this probably makes you want to go back a little bit I know it's it it always inspires me to hear someone else's stories now what were your impressions of your traveling companions um I I imagine they were from all over the world you said do you still keep in touch with them oh yeah you know it's really been one of the lasting um good parts of the trip is you know everyone connected over Facebook and I'm like watching these people live out their lives. You know, the couple, uh, the British couple who had just gotten married, they have a baby now. And two of our um, gap year uh, travelers wanted to stay on uh, in that part of the world. And they took a, extended their trip into New Zealand. 
they ended up living there together and now I believe they're getting married <laughs> um wow. you know there's yeah you know and people have you know there's a, a nurse friend in Canada that I made that I'm still in touch with like it's I think that not everybody would necessarily do this type of trip and so if you're there with a lot of people who have decided yeah this is what I want to do you're going to have a lot in common you're going to be you're going to make friends you know it's it's kind of wonderful and it's wonderful to have like people that I know all over the world now based off of this that's awesome now you know my next question is how did the trip change you I imagine that's one of the changes having you know some of these long um, standing friendships with the people you experienced it with but were there any other ways that this trip changed you yeah you know I think that it just opened me up a little bit more as a traveler Um, we talked a little bit in the beginning about you know how I usually travel which is to do like months of research and plot every perfect itinerary point. And, you know, I didn't realize that is wonderful. That is a wonderful way to travel too. But I didn't realize what I was giving up by doing that, which is the sort of spontaneity and the, the really rich in the moment experiences that you can have when you're not worrying about, you know, where to next or, or how do we get there or, telling everyone in your group to be sure to pack their sunblock or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, like it definitely has changed the way I travel a little bit. It definitely loosened me up, I would say. It sounds like that carefree Australian attitude kind of stuck with you a little bit. Yeah, it's really, um, it's funny, I guess maybe it's a coincidence or maybe it's part of it, (laughs) but uh, such a laid back country (laughs) was where I had this like laid back travel experience. That's a great thing to take back with you. Now, finally, Jessica, do you have any advice for someone thinking of a trip to Australia or even someone considering an escorted tour? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, those are two great questions. I think that anyone planning to go to Australia, it is a long flight. So you're going to want to make sure that you give yourself enough time there. Um, You know, we met a lot of travelers from that part of the world, you know, in passing on the plane and asking them, where are you going? How long are you going for? Mm -hmm. And they're taking like month long vacations places because it's hard for them to get off of, you know, their Island. So I don't know that a month is necessary, but I would say two weeks at least. And there's a lot to see. I would two weeks and honestly don't expect to see everything. Um, in, in terms of, in terms of, you know, how to do an escorted trip or what to think about when you're thinking about group travel like that. You know, I would think about location, obviously. I would think about group's size. Like this Contiki tour happened to be a pretty big trip. I I was surprised at how smoothly that went and how much I actually enjoyed it. Um, but there are a lot of bespoke, more bespoke tours or more, um, uh, a little bit smaller mm-hmm. if you're a little bit worried about the those kinds of interactions um you know think about your priorities are you uh are you interested in lux accommodations or are you more there for the you know experiences on the road because uh, there's different operators that offer different types of uh trips for folks yeah it sounds like research is 
is very, very important. I'm a fan of research yeah. and a fan of I mean, planning. Yeah. So whether do, I yeah, begin do it. Your, you, know. mm-hmm. yeah, do, you can do all of your, that little bit of research right at the beginning and then your whole trip is set. And it's, you know, it's a lot less than planning an entire you know, two weeks long jaunt through Australia. <laughs> right, right. Well, thank you so much, Jessica Fender of travelerbroads.com. Thank you so much for being with us. Such a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me back. And I hope we get to do this again soon. I hope so too. And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. If you're planning a trip, be sure to connect with a AAA travel advisor. Check out AAA.com forward slash travel or visit your local branch. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. I'm Mary Herendine. Thank you for traveling with AAA.